business owners listen to this, is your accountant shit? You're thinking six months time, we need work to do. Yeah. And I'm thinking, we've got bloody loads of work to do. Yeah. Don't get excited or disappointed from what you hear. <laughs> We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors Podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. Welcome to episode 19 of the Business Anchors Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about our business challenges because sometimes we completely forget this podcast has the word business in it. We're not just anchors, we're business anchors. Plus, we're talking about how all accountants are rubbish. All accountants are rubbish? Yeah. We. What, what about the accountants listening to this? Um, rubbish. No, what, no. I was, I was just, I was really... Uh, exaggerating things oh, okay. for for dramatic effects. Let's start with that though. What, um, why do you so, think all accountants are rubbish? So, uh, caveat, um, I actually do understand they're probably all not, and I actually know one called Mark Telford who seems brilliant. Um, but, uh, right, something's uh, just, a bit, on, of, just bit of a rant just, start. I'm going to get this out on. then. So, uh, I know you don't have to deal with the accountants because you just do all the fun stuff. Yeah. But, um, I find so far in my life of dealing with accountants it's the only industry where you cannot tell someone how much something's going to cost yeah and you cannot commit to a timeline yep uh, that's just that's fine apparently it's normal yeah i just don't get it like any other business so with ours give me an example with our i'm just saying with our clients like if we said if they came to us and said can you do this project like, yeah sure when can you do it <laughs> oh, can't really can't really tell you exactly. You know, it'll be between between a month and a year. <laughs> um, like, oh, oh, right. Oh, that's, that's how much is it going to cost? How much is it going to cost? <laughs> well, tell you off. You know, you, you know, I could tell you how much uh, I charge an hour, but it could be anything between an hour and two years. <laughs> and I feel like it's really weird. Like my experience of accountants, I'm obviously exaggerating, but this is the business anchor spot podcast. Businessy people yeah. will have accountants they deal with, and yeah. please, guys. If if you have a much more positive experience, please share it with me because I'm I'm beginning to so think everyone is like your, this. Your experience of working with one accountant, yeah, yeah, all <laughs> accountants are terrible. Um, yeah, I just find it like literally, I ask for something and say, "Do you mind just giving an idea of how much this will be to do this work, mm. so we can make it a good business decision whether we want you to do yeah. this or not?" And the response is always kind of, <laughs> "No, not really." Um, do you want us to do it? Yeah, that just sounds I, rubbish. Surely any other industry, like you just, someone would start an accountancy firm that just actually says how much stuff is and how yeah. how long things take. But what I guess it's trying to understand the root cause of why, why do they do that? Is it just because they, once you're tied in, they, they know that you, they've got you? So I like, do think so. I think so. Once you get tied in with a certain accountant and they know your history. With with accountants, I think it's an industry where it's very unusual for people to change, change. to a new accountant because people worry about finances. They'll say HMRC get in contact and say, uh, this thing happened two years ago we're looking into. Uh, can you tell us? And then it's like, oh, that was when we were with the old accountant. Whereas you could say, the accountants did it. Yeah. Go and speak to them. I do think now though where it's more digital, like you know, we're on zero and everything's there. I do think it's less of a What's thing. zero, Lloyd? Uh, zero is accounting software. So whereas 
um, we used to have uh, 200 spreadsheets with lots of numbers on them. Now we have digital accounting software, Zero, where all the numbers are and it's much easier. Nice. And I think most businesses these days, you know, some smaller mm. businesses will still be on spreadsheets, but there's QuickBooks as well. Now, yeah, ones there's like a that. couple of others, yeah. but I think that will make it easier to switch. So I wonder yeah. if accountants will have to get yeah. better in the next few years. Um, but yeah, oh, we were going to talk about business challenges, and I thought this might be a challenge that other businesses relate to. Yeah, um, I don't know. Or I, may, would, I would genuinely be interested yeah. to hear because business owners listen to this. Is your accountant shit? Because it might just be that. And also, had a bad also, accountant listeners, um, I guess I'd, I'd like to hear your defence. Because <laughs> um, you might be thinking, I'm a wicked accountant. I, I would yeah. never do that. And I'm, I'm towering you all with the same brush. Is that the expression? Yeah. Um, yeah, so please do uh, tell me that I'm wrong if I am. Mm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not, but let me know. You're always right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so just thought I'd start that. a bit of a rant. Lord hates accountants. Uh, yeah, no, no. As people, they're probably all right. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Any other challenges? Um, it's all like challenges, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I I think a big challenge for us recently. Well, on actually, since day one of starting our business, mm. maybe not the first year because we had no business. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did have a business. <laughs> yeah. Ish. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean clients. <laughs> um, it's the constant battle. So, so especially with us two now. So, me and Dan very much our roles are he is sales and marketing, and I'm in charge of delivering the work. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean I do that all personally. I mean the team do, and I just have to make sure it actually happens. Yeah. Um. So it's a constant. Like, if the work's coming in, you're like, well, let's do all this work. But then if I try and do all the work, Dan will be like, well, well I need some of the team's time to, to get more work in. Mm. And then it's like, but we need to do the work. Yeah. And I think that's a very common challenge for businesses, that uh, marketing and get thinking work in, of the deliver future. It. Get work in, deliver it. Because your, your thing is future stuff. Mm. So you're thinking six months time, we need work to do. Yeah. And I'm thinking, we've got bloody loads of work to do. Yeah. Um, that's, that's definitely been a challenge for us again recently, hasn't it? Yeah, I think you've you're really good at scheduling all the team's time in to deliver all the great work that you're doing. Mm. But then I haven't been good at scheduling their time in to help me with all the sales and marketing side of things. So it gets to great, we've got this new project, need all the creative team to come together to come up with this cool creative pitch. Mm. And then Lloyd's like, Oh, they're all fully booked for the next two months. And I'm like, Oh, okay, I'll just uh I mean well, we work it out in the end, but it's Yeah. Thankfully Dan and I have looked at it like obviously when although we're representing two sides of the company there's no point <laughs> us actually trying to battle <laughs> yeah. so obviously yeah. we can look at it as a whole and realize oh yeah. the whole team can't be busy for two months because yeah. we but i think something that's really helped us realize this and helps us continue to always strive to be better is our monthly management meetings with mm. dad because mm. he really probes us and we know that that meeting is a place where we come and basically talk about our challenges and what's not working very well. Mm. And it's, it's for me, it's it's good because we all openly speak about this isn't working well, what's going on? And then yeah. it makes us talk about it and it makes us come up with a solution. Yeah. Whereas when you, if you don't have that kind of stopgap, you're just yeah. delivering work, trying to get in, delivering work, trying to get it in. Because the business isn't growing, in reality, we are almost constantly busy. So it's like heads down, 
mm. doing good stuff. Let's get this stuff done. Obviously, sometimes there's bad stuff to deal with as well. Yeah. But like you said, if you don't have that time to stop and actually think, oh, we need to change this thing to make it better, you'll just constantly be... So... And, and things will just get worse and worse. So if someone's listening and they're stuck in the circle of get work in, deliver it, get work in, deliver mm. it, get work in, deliver it, what should they do to not do that? Well, we... Uh, we actually delivered a talk, a virtual talk on this at Atomicon, Andrew and Pete's thing. So my, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can't, we called it something good that sounded good, but we really emphasized the thing of like book, book one day a week where you're not delivering client work. Where you're working on your business. So probably, especially yeah. if you are a one man band or a freelancer working on your own, don't commit your whole week to delivering work because although in the short term there's potential you could make more money so you're like well I could earn money for five days rather mm. than four but from our experiences and speaking to a lot of the people at that event as well and people since the event have come back and said oh my god I started doing that and yeah. it's had a huge effect long term and even just like the mid term so you know after yeah. a couple of months you see that oh that one day a week means I'm charging like yeah. I'm managing to get bigger projects and charging double yeah. in two months' time because I've I'm really improving my marketing and that kind of thing. And we showed the graph of our revenue and how you know it was quite standard. Then we introduced this and it took a dip because we invested loads of time in building our website. Mm. This is like two or three years ago, yeah. and um, all our, you know took a dip in revenue. And then you just see the spike after because we didn't. And then other times you see like oh we actually set time aside to develop our strategy, work mm. on the brand. And it spikes up again. Yeah. I, it feels weird saying it, but I said to this to you the other day, I genuinely can't wait for us to be less bu- less mm. busy so that w- we can, everyone yeah. can work on my side of the business. But then yeah. we just tend to just get new projects in. And, yeah. But I think this is such a common problem for businesses. I think especially on the smaller side, you know, if you are one person, two people, five people. It's getting um, the balance, isn't it? It's... I think it's just natural to in business people because I think there are a huge amount of people that basically spend no time on their own business yeah. or you know it's like five minutes a week um, and the rest is just mm. right we're all delivering work that's what mm. a business is we've got to make money and although like in a day that seems good yeah. like we made more money than we would have it just it doesn't make sense when you step back it's like the James Sinclair who um is a successful businessman who's got a good podcast. We talk about James a lot on this, actually. Yeah, we actually went up and did. A, well, I went up and did a podcast with him. Yeah. He talks about different levels of uh, a business owner, and the first level is a profitable job. He calls it. Mm. So if you're if you're getting work in delivering, it, getting work in delivering it at the end of each month, you're just taking all the money out, and that's your salary, and you're not like building anything up. That's just a profitable job. Mm. Whereas so it's the same as being employed but you're but just you're, not you're not officially employed basically yeah. mm. um, and the next one I can't remember what it's called but it's where you actually start to employ people do you remember that like what a calls boutique it? or uh, no it's something not that. small it's not. business where you yeah. where you basically start to employ other people which I'd say we're at mm. that kind of stage where you're employing other people and you're actually building up uh, you know pot of money and investing back into the business and that yeah. kind of thing to build something that's potentially worth something and the next stage is where you really go all in in hmm. really building out the team yeah. and getting bigger yeah check out his podcast is it what's it called business oh, broadcast he's had a couple yeah is it business, business broadcast, broadcast yeah 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 um i i really think that's a common challenge any any more oh 
a challenge I want to talk about. Go on. Again, sometimes we talk about stuff um, on the podcast and our our team are in the room and it's probably weird for them to, to hear the conversation. Uh-oh. Here we go. But, um, Don't be inappropriate, Luke. So, so everyone, just, just know that I'm coming from this in a good place. Don't get excited or disappointed from what you hear. <laughs> um, so I, as a business, like our target every year we want to be increasing our team's wages yep because um the idea is we're all growing this together like if if after a year you know with with inflation firstly mm. if then if you're not having slight pay increases effectively your pay is going down because you think other but also expensive. we'd like to think in a year all of our team are progressing their skills and really adding more mm-hmm. value to the business so they're worth more yep. so that's always going to be what we want to do yeah I think a big challenge for businesses this kind of financial year is the whole world's kind of gone to shit. <laughs> the economy's terrible. There isn't inflation. It's mm. gone the opposite. Um, so if I, I think the challenge is, um, do you still have that mindset of, well, no, we need to we need to increase because normally at least I'd say at least decent companies would have a review kind of annually yeah. an increase with inflation I think to be honest 80% of companies just don't until someone asks yeah. but I, I'm in, in my mind I'm I'm putting everyone listening that's a business owner in our little bubble of trying to be yeah. decent businesses to their staff mm-hmm. um, but yeah what this year um, what what do businesses do when I, when it's so risky jobs aren't available for other I, people I think it very much depends your situation I think mm. all good business owners want to be doing the this that bucket of people that you mm. said like we we do. Mm. But if your your business is failing and because you know if you're a restaurant mm. and you haven't got any customers coming in, it, you're not a, a if, good. Yeah, if you increase wages, your business fails. Yeah. So, However, yeah. if you're even staying afloat or doing okay or doing very well, if you're in any of those categories, I think you should be mm. thinking. You know, you're all in this together. Because what, mm. what's interesting, actually, that I saw in on Kent Live yeah, the other day, mm. Sleeping Giant Media mm. have just announced a profit share that mm. they're doing, where they're sharing the profits. Obviously, they didn't really reveal what it would mean for the team. Yeah. But I guess I think fifty percent of their profits they're sharing. Yeah. From now until Christmas yeah. or something. I wondered. Um, I know there's there's people from Sleeping Giant Media that listen to this. So, guys, this is just my honest. Um, analysis trying to work out what's going on there because i haven't spoken to any any of you about this i um i like to think that through this pandemic the team that we did have here before i don't think their job got any harder i don't think we worked them any harder we didn't we didn't kind of lay anyone off for a short period or do anything negative or cut people's hours whereas i I was i was wondering with this is it because sleeping giant media had to kind of maybe they had to cut people's pay or and the people that stayed on they had to make work really yeah. hard and stuff so is it is it more of a kind of more of a reward like guys yeah. this was really tough for for the team yeah and this is your reward for sticking with it thank you very much yeah do you see what i mean because yeah. i i think with our through the pandemic actually with our team i don't think anyone thankfully really mm. suffered from our do you see what i mean yeah well we like to think that <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> They could be listening now, thinking. Yeah. yeah. 
But um, yeah, but so I, I wonder whether at Sleeping Giant it was much more of a challenge. I think um, any other bigger their... business where you're employing over like 30 people yeah. when you're in that situation and even if a few clients stop yeah. paying you, that yeah. can have a big impact on being able to pay. Because uh, by the way, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from it. Like mm. if it is that, that like, yeah, this was tough for our team mm. and now this is the reward, that's that's still a good thing. Yeah. I'm not saying, yeah, it's only because they made them work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's brilliant that they... If it is this again, completely speculating. Yeah, um, it's great to look at it and go, guys, you deserve to be recognised for what you've been through in your personal lives and how yeah. hard you've worked for the yeah. business. Or um, so yeah, I'm really intrigued. Sleeping giant media people, um, contact me and tell me about it because it sounds really interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, well done, Luke and Ant at Sleeping Giant because that, from an outside perspective, that's a brilliant thing to do for your team. Mm. Um, which probably shouldn't, like we said, when our team are listening <laughs> and helping us record this podcast, we shouldn't yeah. talk about a company that's giving 50% of their profits to, <laughs> yeah. um, to yeah. employees. It's much better here, guys. Much <laughs> better. Yeah. Um, I want us to speak more about the challenges. I remember when I mm. used to do a thing on Instagram stories where I'd speak about the challenge. That was the thing I got the most response from when I'd say an honest opinion mm. of what was going on. I think a lot of businesses shy away from talking about their challenges because it seems negative. Makes them look. I mean, shit. I'm hoping you they know we have clients and potential clients that listen to this, and that I think they know what we're like, so they know we're being honest. That every mm. business has challenges, and um, so it's not like the ones that don't talk about it don't have challenges. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just we're more more Open. transparent about it. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. If you've got challenges in your business, and like I said, accountants, um, let let me. I know that you're not all rubbish, really, or I, I hope you're not. Um, so let me know why I'm wrong on that. And sorry for ranting it in your ears at the start of this episode. Um, I Subscribe. do apologise. Yeah, Dan, can you just do a really good <laughs> ending? Because I have for the last couple of episodes. Up so you go. if you've enjoyed this, go and tell everyone you know to listen to it, and help us get up the charts again. Thanks. I said I said do a good one. Oh sorry, I just thought I'd try something different. Uh, okay, alright. Bye.